They are using all kinds of symbology. What is at stake? It is a big idea. A new world order where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind. My question to you is, in any of your government jobs, have you ever been briefed on the subject of UFOs? And if you have, when was it? What were you told? Well, if I had been briefed on that, I'm sure it was probably classified and I couldn't talk about it. I got out in 1989. We had cataloged 57 different species. We walked over to one side of the lab and he said, by the way, we've discovered a base. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Welcome, everybody, to Skywatchers Radio. I am Angel Espino. With me, as always, on this fantastic voyage that we have on the Dark Matter Radio Network and PSN Radio is my co-host, the one, the only, Mr. Alan Weiler. Alan, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing okay, but I don't think it's New Year's. I'm going by the Mayan calendar. Well, if that's the case, what year is it? Eventually. That's the year. The year is eventually. Eventually. When will eventually get to now? Okay, okay, okay. We're long count plus one. Huh? How about lost, that? Long. You, you lost the, me. The long one. count. The long count plus one. The long count plus one. You, you know I'm Cuban, and it's late night. It's but it's my birthday. It's New Year's Eve. I, I I've got a lot of my mind, man. Don't give me any riddles or any mathematical equations to solve tonight. Just uh. I'll just uh, let you Google it. Were you gonna leave the listeners hanging like that? Well, uh, we've got reasonably informed and intelligent listeners. Uh, I'm sure they know what I'm talking about. It's just you that has the issue. Well, this is true, but I am you know, probably uh, not in the right state of mind. Uh, it is New Year's Eve, and I want to thank everybody listening in tonight here on the network, uh, Dark Matter Radio Network. And uh, we got actually a pretty cool lineup tonight, even though it is New Year's Eve. We have coming up, Mike Mott is going to join us in a few minutes, and he's going to give us his Outer Edge report. Uh, Mike Mott, of course, is the co-host of the Outer Edge Radio, and Outer Edge is uh, starting up actually in January. He had just uh, come off of a two-year stint, not in federal correction or prison, no, 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 Uh, two years as a (laughs) co-host of Unraveling the Secrets, or as I like to call it, uh, Descubriendo los Secretos. See what I just did there? Made that in Spanish. But Mike is a really cool dude. Uh, You guys are going to love Mike, he's uh, really funny, really informative, and uh, he knows a lot of stuff about a lot of stuff. All I'm going to say to you is, uh, unfortunately, we don't get subtitles on the radio, so you have to stick with English tonight. Well, that's why I said it in English first, and then I said it in Spanish. So, you know, I think the listeners kind of got what I did there. Ah, <laughs> uh, And okay. that was for my one or two Spanish listeners, so they could kind of like understand me. Like, they're going to be like, oh, mijo dijo algo en español. You know, since so in Spanish, you know, it's translation. But You know, the the only thing I can speak in Spanish is fajita, tortilla, um, chalupa. Um, that's about it. Oh, yeah. Jose Jalpino on a stick. Yes. Okay, I, I, I could do that. Oh, he's hilarious. Oh, man. Hilarious. You know, I've never really been into, like, puppeteer comics or whatever, but he is really funny, dude. Like, that uh, that, that uh, old man puppet that he has, uh, Walter. Oh, yeah. He, you know oh, what would Jesus, be really cool funny. is if they take if they took Walter and put him in a Captain Picard costume, and, oh, you know, he would actually oh, 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 look oh, yes. like Patrick Stewart having a yes. bad day. 
Come on. Come on. Now tell me that wouldn't be a really good routine. Make it so, number one. Before I do a number two. Yes. No. Uh, you know, he, always, he always had a grudge against, uh, you know, Will Riker there. Make it so, number one. Make it so, number He always, like, it was like he was talking down to him. Always, you know, telling him, look, I'm better than you. You're number one, but I'm the man. Like, every command was like, I'm better than you. I'm just surprised there was never a mutiny on the Enterprise, to be honest with you. Oh, uh, I guess we missed that episode. Uh... Wait, was there a mutiny on the Enterprise? Because I don't remember that at all, to be honest with you. Kind of, sort of. You know, Data went all data went all ballistic, and, you know, there was a mutiny that way, um, technically, kind of. He took over the entire Enterprise in one episode. Well, I don't remember that episode. He's a robot. He can program to do whatever the heck you want, you know? Well, he was specifically programmed to take over the Enterprise and not let anybody find out about the mysterious planet. Ah, mysterious planet. You know, we live in a very mysterious planet. So I've noticed recently. And it's getting more and more mysterious by the day, in fact. Uh, after reading some uh, news reports from the internets, as our ex-president George Bush would like to say, uh, it's it's looking to me like soon we're going to be able to say that paranormal and weird, uh, you know, it's really not that weird and paranormal. It's getting to become pretty darn normal. Um, now, I sent you a couple links. I know you didn't get to read a lot of them, but uh, there was one that really piqued my interest because it actually took place... Right here, in California. In Florida. Not, here. not in Florida, but in, in California. But it took place in the United States. Oh, which, we, which one was that? We don't, we don't get a lot of these here in the United States. I'm talking about the unexplained crop circle that appeared in California. You know, even before the link, I heard about that. Someone pointed it out to me, and I'm like, really? And there were lights ahead of it, um, was yeah. my understanding. And, uh, yeah, it's surprise, surprise, you know. Now, a crop circle recently appeared in uh, Salina Valley near Monterey, California. According to the BBC, two friends discovered a crop circle just before sunrise on Monday, uh, December 30th, just so it's yesterday. Now, they claimed they noticed strange bursts of green lights while driving on a Chular Canyon Road south of uh, Salinas. Uh, so they pulled over, started recording on their video, which is a good idea when you see something strange recorded. Why not? You have the technology, right? Do it. And uh, they ventured into the field, and they captured what looked like little glowing lights in the sky and stuff. A local resident told NBC affiliate KSBW, he said, I'm, I'm a skeptic, but this could be aliens. I don't know. I'm always willing to believe something. So, I mean, uh, if there's proof, you can't deny proof. He says, it okay, looks like well, aliens to me, but they're lights in the sky. Okay, but we always jump to the, to the conclusion that it's aliens. Okay, I got a really, really smart slash stupid question. There Why are no is such it things even... as stupid questions. Just stupid well, questions. here it is. I'm going to throw it out. Throw Why it out. is it that with all the advancements in technology, with everybody always upgrading to the latest and greatest smartphone with the best camera and picture resolution, do we always get crappy video? Well, here's the thing about that. Even, even in daylight, don't even go there with night and day. It's always a crappy video off a camera phone. What are they using? The ones that still have buttons on it? I mean, come on! Well, here's the thing. Look, I, I have probably one of the best smartphones on the market. I got the, the Galaxy S4, which is still one of the best ones on the market. I could record the night sky beautifully, but the thing is, if you're looking at something in the night sky that's that far away, and you're trying to record it with your smartphone, it's not going to be that great, no matter how good the camera is, because you don't have that zoom factor. I mean, they're nice for recording stuff up close, but when it's like really far away, I mean, it just can't zoom in well enough to get something that 
you know, cl- that far away. Now, here's the thing, though. I, I kind of I got to give props to these kids who uh, recorded the video because they did something very smart. They didn't jump out of the truck five feet away from the object like uh, Mr. Travis Walton did. That could have been bad. So they stopped pretty far away. They recorded some video, and they went home, and now it's on the Internet. You know what I mean? Uh, it could have been right. better. They actually tried to confront whatever this was making the uh, crop circles. But a very interesting uh, crop circle. I mean, did you, did you see the thing? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I'm watching it now. What I find really interesting is the uh, – while they – I haven't seen their video. I'm watching the uh, the KT – what is it? KLTV doing the flyover uh, video, which is you – know, daylight hours right and uh it actually looks interesting because it's got squares and circles it looks like you know i i i just don't know it it looks you know it it looks it looks really impressive uh visually but um i gotta watch i gotta watch the kids video to see the time it took to form that thing because uh it was really rather impressive no, uh, exactly. Look, I'll tell you what. If some kids did this, uh, props to them because that's pretty impressive. But here's the thing. You know, it's already been proven, Alan, that, uh, you know, they could be hoaxed. Well, yes, there, there's one determination that legitimate um, crop circles do have as a telltale sign. How the wheat and how the grain is actually flattened and certain parts of the stalk have a certain residual trace of how it's been bursted or exploded to um, give off the pollination, I guess. Um, Certain crop circles that they've said, quote-unquote, are legitimate crop circles have this unique feature in the stalks of how they're bent and how their um, where their seedlings are are always exploded. So you know if you're going around with one of those two by fours on a string and you're right. doing it and you're panning it down and panning it down, that you could tell right then and there the difference between legitimate and faked. I wonder if it's too late already to go out there and check for you know this kind of a of a residual and and prove whether it's fake or, or not. I mean, I know a lot of people have been out there gawking that and taking pictures and stuff, but I don't know if any scientists have actually gone out there and done any uh, hard research, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I, I have no idea. Uh, I'm actually watching the video right now as we're talking, so I'm hearing it in the headphones where they're actually getting out of the car, and there's, I'm looking, and there's, it looks like they're seeing flashes from about a mile away and they're getting out of the car for some reason there see here's where i'm concerned of it being legitimate or not why would you get out of the car that far away when you can drive that much closer to actually you know see it why do you have to run through the shrubbery and over you know the wells and all that to get to it when you can drive right up to it did uh, our friend travis walton not teach us anything stay away exactly <laughs> Stay as, stay as far back as you can. Stay away and, uh, you know, take footage from far away if you can. If if not, just, just leave. Leave the scene. You'll be okay. At least you won't get abducted. Yeah, you, true enough, true enough. But, I'm, I, you know, I'm looking at the flashes, and, you know, the flashes look like the they look like the pre-strobe of, like, a camera phone, like someone else is taking those photos on the other side of the uh, circle. That's, you know, that's what it looks like to me. But then again, again, we have to check out that nice little trace, little repeating occurrence that happens with all those crop circles that, in my mind, are considered legitimate because of that slight little way the stalks are bent and how they're actually exploded. So that's just my opinion, and 
I'll let other people chime in if they've got a if they've got a different opinion, and they should call into the uh, phone line that we have here that you're going to repeat the phone number of. And that phone number is 786-245-8127. And by the way, uh, listeners, if you want to call in through Skype, you can do that also. Uh, look us up at PSN Radio and um, or Soup Media Network, either or will find us. And uh, look us up and call in. You know, we, we definitely want to make this a, a show that has listener participation and. You know, if you guys have anything you want to talk about or bring up on the show, please open lines throughout the entire show. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Now, we are going to have Mike Mott join us in a little while here, so that's going to be exciting. Mike Mott, again, uh, might have something to say about this because he's into research in just about everything. Uh, so this is like right up his alley, you know what I mean? This is something that I think you'll be very interested in, in uh, checking out. I don't know if you've seen the video. In fact, before he comes on, um, I'm going to go ahead and send him the link. So he okay. has a couple minutes, uh, you know, so you can watch it. Maybe he'll give us his uh, his two cents on it. Uh, but it, it, look, it's it's interesting stuff, though. I mean, a crop circle in the United States, though, we don't hear a lot about that. I mean, you, no, it doesn't really, really happen ever. that often. Yeah. Did they run out of space in the UK? I'm just wondering. Well, it might be you know the wrong season over there. I don't know. Uh, well, maybe it might have to do with the. Um, oh, here's a good idea. It has to do with the polarity of the sun just recently changing in the past couple of days um maybe they're uh they're the ufo's version of the gps is off could be yeah you had to pause there to think about that one didn't you it could be <laughs> yeah I had, I had to think about that for a second. i was like wait a second yeah they can travel the stars but Man, their gps use... must be impressive and they still have that kind of mistakes you know, yeah, but, I get mad when I get lost going to, like, the grocery store with my GPS. Imagine if I'm traveling the stars and I get there, like, at the wrong time because my GPS messed up. And I'm a traveler from another galaxy. I, I'm going to get upset. Well, these things happen. Indeed they do. No, but seriously, think about it. Maybe it might have to do with that. And, you know, their coordinates were off because um, the polar shift uh, of, obviously, the non-really global warming coming small mini ice age, whatever the hell they're quoting this week because of the solar polar shift. Wow, that rhymed, didn't it? Wow. Let me uh, do a quick segue here uh, to another story that I want to get to real quick. Uh, Go because for it. I, I think with you rhyming, that should be the end of any uh, story. That's when you start <laughs> rhyming. That's when he starts rhyming, folks. That's when you want to stop talking. You know about that and just move on. So let's uh, move on to another story. A former Minister of Defense says shooting down UFOs could spark an intergalactic war. And this, I think, should be put in the files of duh. I'm like, do you really need to buy a vowel to know that one? I mean, really? Yeah, really? Now, the Honorable Paul Halier, Canada's uh, former Prime Minister of Defense, or just Minister of Defense, I guess, appeared on the RT interview show. Uh, it says here, Sophie Co with Sophie, uh, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name because I'm going to butcher it, to discuss extraterrestrials and UFOs. Halier is a firm believer that extraterrestrials are visiting the Earth in spaceships and has spoken publicly about this for years. And on several occasions, he has stated that UFOs are as real as airplanes that fly over your head. Now, uh, they asked him, uh, you know, why do you say that UFOs are as real as airplanes that are flying over our heads? Hillier responded, because I know they are. That's a good reason. Um, as a ma- well, he continues on, he says, as a matter of fact, they've been visiting our planet for thousands of years. Okay. You know, I heard about that. Uh, Great. Yeah. But- 
Show Which me some proof. evidence. Hillier, yeah. Hillier claims that UFOs have been uh, downed by military action and alien technology has been harnessed by Earthlings, uh, like we talked about earlier. He states uh, that, and I quote here, as far as technology is concerned, they are light years ahead of us. And we have learned a lot of things from them. A uh, lot of no things. Duh. Yeah, another thing we could categorize, could categorize in the duh file. Uh, a lot of things that we use today, we got from them, you know. Okay, LED tell lights. Me, tell huh? me something we don't know. He, he, he points out LED lights and microchips, Kevlar vests, and all sorts of things that we got from their technology, and we could get a lot more too, especially in the field of medicine and agriculture. If we would go about it peacefully, but I think maybe some of our people are more interested in getting the military technology, and I think that's wrong-headed, and that's one of the things that we are going to have to change, because we're going to have to work together, all of us, everywhere on the planet. Such a beautiful message at the end there. Yeah, and, he's trying to plug a one-world government, yeah. Yes, okay. I understand that, You know, he has his agenda, but let me ask you, uh, Paul Hillier, and, I, and I've actually spoken to this gentleman in the past, believe it or not, you can look it up in my archives. At no point did you give any evidence of anything. You just like you just spewed out what every other person who does you know, these shows and does interviews spews out every time we talk to them. I mean, yeah. there's not, there's no evidence, no, well, you know, here's the proof of Roswell, here's the proof of this, or here's the, nothing, it's just, you know, okay, yeah, aliens actually, are, you know, here, they've been here, we got all our stuff from them, great. Actually, hang on one second, I just saw something really interesting last night, I was channel surfing, and lo and behold, I'm actually on Animal Planet, and they had a new show, I don't know if it's a new show or not a new show, about Alien Hunter or UFO Hunters, Alien Hunter. It wasn't Bill's show. It was some other group of searching for UFOs, whatever the hell you want to call it. But what I found rather interesting is is that they were doing an episode on Sedona, Arizona. Uh, and they actually met up with a guy who provided, because he was an ex-military analyst he actually put in front of them documents verified to date and authenticity of of the US government talking in 1942 about aircraft that they shot down and that they were analyzing some of the stuff which mentioned something very close to fiber optics and obviously the transistor Right, but listen, the fiber optics has been rumored to have been from Roswell for like thirty, no, no, no. three, four but decades you, now. Yeah, but you're saying I mean, that's nothing new. You're saying 1947. I'm saying this document clearly states 1942 during well, World War II. Well, see, that's interesting because if that's the case, then we have to go into like the whole: Did Nazi Germany have any UFOs, and uh, did this come from those UFOs, and how exactly did those UFOs come to the hands of Nazi Germans? Because uh, that that also is a big uh, thing in ufology now: uh, the, the Nazi UFOs. Well, they, they went there? all over they the real? world searching. Well, they went all over the world searching for you know. You know, they went looking all over for all sorts of things, you know, hence the premise of Raiders of the Lost Ark. They were looking for anything that could give them an advantage, if it was mythical or mystical or something they couldn't explain. They were looking for it uh, because, 
you know, they were looking for alternatives because they knew they were losing. So, um, but this came from the U.S. military saying that they shot down something uh, in 1942, and they were analyzing the the materials. Uh, division was analyzing the recovered wreckage, and they were describing the transistor and fiber optics in 42. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, if anybody out there actually has seen that show that I'm talking about, uh, please, by all means, just let me know what the name of that show was. I was channel surfing in the middle of the night. I couldn't sleep, and I'm like, lo and behold, you know, right after the Bigfoot show. Well, hold on. Let me ask you a question. It could, could it have been like Ancient Aliens or something like that? Maybe no, it was no, no, a... no, 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 no. I know, th- I know exactly who the big hair guy is that always okay. says, oh, must be aliens. Uh, no, it wasn't. No, no. This was on Animal Planet, not hit, you know the History Channel. Huh. Animal Planet doing stuff on uh, aliens, though, huh? That's, yeah, that's... I, I was just like... What, I was like, what the heck? I guess they're running out of animals to talk about, huh? Well, you know, they didn't find Bigfoot yet, so, you know... Well, there's what another mystery that's never going to get solved. <laughs> Bigfoot, yeah. <laughs> not going to happen. Sorry. No. <sighs> Well, come on, did you hear the one about the uh, the Chinese woman that was raped by a Yeti Bigfoot and she gave birth to a really scary-looking kid? Uh, no, I didn't. It was, I, I saw a video the other day of a Humanzi. Do you know what that is? Yeah, yeah, I've heard about that one. Um, Oliver you know, the Humanzi. That was freaking me the hell out. I was like, holy God. A chimp that walks upright named Oliver. This uh, is an old chimp. I think he might be dead by now, but uh, or maybe uh, maybe still alive. I don't know. They live to be pretty old. So, uh, But anyway, this is uh, back in the 70s or, or 80s, and uh, this chimp had human characteristics, walked around upright, never walked like a normal chimp, uh, and lived with humans. So you know, there, there's a rumor that he could have been like a hybrid, maybe somebody, you know, uh, had That's a little, a little bit, bit... Much moonshine and, you know. The, chimp, the, the chimp's mother looked pretty good that night. And... Well, uh, hey, I, Betty! I, I... Oh, I thought it was Betty, and it wasn't Betty. Boy, was he uh, wrong? Yeah, I don't know. Someone must, you know, if we're going, if we're going the redneck route, it's like he thought it was a sheep, turned out to be an ape. Uh, I don't know. Ouch. Uh, yeah, I'm. Ju- I, I don't have an answer to that one. Uh, I'm just going to say pass. Yeah, let's just segue to the next uh, couple stories here before we get Mike on the line. Uh, <laughs> this is interesting. Actually, this is a dual uh, article in a sense because it's uh, Canada's official UFO studies. Uh, and with this, is there's also been a release of uh, a lot of uh, documents and files from Australia. Uh, they kind of correlate a little bit to what I'm going to read here. Check this out. The next episode in the series titled Canada's Official UFO Studies will be uh, we'll explore two of Canada's UFOs reporting agencies, Project Magnet and the second story, both established in the early 1950s. Also, we'll examine some details of the infamous Shag Harbor UFO incident. Uh, this case is one of very few that the government agencies formally acknowledged and a UFO, an unidentified flying object. It says here it is determined that no known aircraft was involved in the incident, so the sources remains unknown to this day, but they're releasing some of the studies uh, that, they, that they had on this, and they're doing more up updated studies and this is an official canada report now with that australia has been releasing a lot of ufo files which is kind of odd right australia what do they know well the next also is going to have australian files this is here the national archives of australia holds a number of records relating to ufos and flying saucers who knew right they had so many uh, incidents out there but they also I'll have tell other... you when you throw a boomerang in the air you never know what it's going to hit 
Exactly. Now, not only do they have a lot of reports of flying saucers and other unidentified aerial phenomenon, the document became available in August 2012, but a lot of people didn't know about it. Now, under Australian's 30-year rule, which is a rule I guess they have over there, the rule is ordered orders all of uh, the documents that are government documents to be released after a 30-year period, no matter what it's about. They can't, you know, censor it. Uh, so these documents really? uh, are coming out from the 50s to the 70s. And uh, the police or the public interest in UFOs was, are, is very high right now in Australia. So a lot of folks are looking in, are digging into a lot of these documents and seeing what they have. Hmm. Uh, it's interesting. A lot of these countries are starting to put out their documents, Canada, Australia. It's happening more and more. And even in the United States, you know, we're getting more official reports. Uh, but it's not government officials. It's like people that were in the government who've left the government are coming forward and saying, yeah, well, you know, I saw something. Why can't we find the Snowden of UFOs? Right. That's what I. That's what I think we got to figure out and find. Well, what we have to find, honestly, is the disclosure has to happen. We have to find the way to get disclosure to happen. We have to find a way to just end the truth embargo, as Steve Bassett would say. Which, by the way, Steve Bassett is going to be back with us. Next month, just when it's excellent. I'm looking forward to it every single month. Yes, he's uh, in fact, he is going to be with us a lot on the show. He is our Washington insider, so you're going to hear a lot of Steve Bassett on this show. That's going to be um, a really cool thing to have him on, you know, every month or every couple months on the show. So, uh, yeah, look forward to that. Steve Bassett's going to be on. We're going to take a quick commercial break when we come back. Uh, we're going to have Mike Mott on the line with us, and uh, we're going to be with him to the end of the hour. And we're gonna actually gonna, we're going to cut out probably like five minutes early before the hour so we can give everybody a chance uh, to say Happy New Year to their family and, you know, and kiss each other and do all kinds of cool, wonderful things that people do on New Year's. I know you have maybe a girl over there you want to Yeah, but I need more than five minutes. Um, I don't know. Minute and a half. Uh, I need more than five minutes. I took that pill. Oh well, whoa, that's way too much information, actually. But we'll we'll be right back. I took my Tylenol. What I took Tylenol. What are you talking? about? Oh, Tylenol. Yeah, because you're making me sick. Ah, that's (laughs) good to call it in now. Good job, guys. We'll be right back. Is dorm room privacy a problem? Introducing Privacy Pop, a new way to create a private and comforting space on your bed. Privacy Pop is a bed tent that fits over twin, twin extra long, full, and queen beds. Privacy Pop is your ticket to seclusion in crowded sleeping quarters. Privacy Pop is the perfect holiday gift for the youngster who likes building forts and cramped college dorm rooms. Log on to privacypop.com and see how this unique sleeping system easily pops out from a small carrying case. Easy to store and simple to set up. 
privacypop.com. That's privacypop.com. The perfect holiday gift for your grandchildren or your own kids who want a fun bed fort. Choose their favorite color. See this unique sleeping system now. Act now for a limited time offer. Use promo code RADIO in the checkout cart for free shipping. Log on to privacypop.com. Use promo code RADIO for free shipping. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions. Providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology. Preventative maintenance and networking support. Hardware and custom built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954-973-3374 That's 954-973-3374 Or visit keyinformation.com Look, up in the sky It's a bird It's a plane No, it's supermanhomepage.com The number one Superman fan site in the world Supermanhomepage.com Covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. SupermanHomePage.com For all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com Roswell, UFOs, Flying Saucers, Alien Abduction, Are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. Mental disorders are common in the United States and internationally. An estimate 26.2% of Americans ages 18 and older suffer from some sort of mental illness. Now this figure translates to 57.7 million people who suffer from some sort of mental breakdown. If you find yourself laying in bed on a Sunday night hearing voices while you're trying to sleep, well it might not be that demonic being from another dimension trying to kill you where you sleep. It might just be your mental illness starting to kick in. So if you're out of meds for the night, then I have just the thing. Come listen to my show, The Jackal's Head. You can check out our Listen Live page only on www.psn-radio.com. See you there. This ad has been paid for by The Jackal's Head and the War on Terror. War. It's fantastic. Let's raise a glass. 
And uh, we're live on the Dark Matter Radio Network with our guest, Mr. Mike Mott, who's going to be joining us here periodically on the show to talk about all things from the outer edge, all kinds of conspiracy, ufology-related news. And Mike, uh, welcome to the show, my friend. And uh, joining us on the line with Mike is a surprise caller who, man, this is a, a huge surprise. We actually were expecting him a couple weeks ago and he couldn't make it, but Dennis Crenshaw is here with Mike Mott. What's up, guys? Yay! Hey, Glad to be here. Hey, Mike. How you hey, doing, buddy? Dennis, I'm doing great, man. How are you? Oh, man, I'm just, you know, keeping on going. That's good, man. <laughs> you, you sound great there. What happened to you? Well, sometimes, some days it's okay, and some days it's not, you know. I just I just got to put up with it. It's a, uh, it's a sinus congestion thing, and they won't be too... Uh, have an operation, but uh, I've talked to other people who've had the operation. I just forget it. I'll live with it if the listeners can. I, I, I part of the reason I I left uh, unraveling before was I was developing this condition, and I was right. really upset because I'd lost my voice. You know, right? I hear you. Well, you know, and it's really, you know, I have been a guest on probably thirty or forty radio shows, and. And uh, but I'd never been a host, and when Dennis left, he was kind enough to to recommend me as his replacement. So now I've been a host on Unraveling for two years, and uh, you know now I I know how it works, know how to do it, and it's a lot of fun. And I have Dennis and Jackal to thank for that. So I appreciate you guys. Well, under the same token, uh, uh, you and Tim, and of course Jackal. I mean, I just I can't talk about Jackal. Well, when he's not around, I can't. But- but uh he always you know. does <laughs> <laughs> but uh uh you guys have just carried on I, i'm so pleased i know i didn't get in touch much and, and you didn't catch me coming around your show live but i have uh you know kept track and i've uh, listened to some shows and i have also looked at the beautiful site that uh rick and i mean uh, that uh jackal has built for the the unraveling the secret show i mean uh, I'll brag about that a lot, but uh, <laughs> but I also want to brag about uh, you, Mike, and, and Tim uh, carrying on, and the show, it was like seamless, you know, it's got, like you go through it, you can't really tell, you know, which shows you did or which shows I did. Uh, we all had good guests and, and that type of thing. Well, most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, there's a couple of Fafafinis here and there yeah, where we throw. Yeah, there were a few strange ones <laughs> out there. Don't get into yeah. that, which is something uh, for wow. this field, you know. If, if you yeah. if you could if you could be in this field talking about the things we talk about, and you could say we had some real weirdos, that really <laughs> says something. That really but, says but, something. But, but under the under the same token, man, what intelligent people are involved. Yeah, we had some great guests. We really did. Just on reason. And you know, uh, Tim and I are going to have the new show, um, which airs on the fifth. Um, yep. Sunday night at midnight Eastern Time, uh, the Outer Edge, 
and we're going to have some really great guests. You know, it's probably some of the same ones that are our, our, our regular friends and, and compatriots in, in the realm of the unknown. Um, people like Brad Steiger and, right. and JC Johnson and other, these other great guys and gals. And I'm looking forward to it. But at the same time, I'm glad you're coming back to your well, show. You know, I, I, uh, I, uh, you know, I was contemplating starting another show. I, I got to talking to, uh, Jacko about it, and then he said, "Well, you guys, you know, had talked about, uh, you know, branded your own show, you know, and uh, and we're happy, would happily turn it over to me, and it worked out great. I'm, I'm really, you know, I'm really pleased with everything the way it's going. Well, I, I, I am too, and you know, I to, to me, character means a lot, and that's the thing I like about working with you guys and Jackal. That includes you, man. I, I mean, I know I can trust you, and." Uh, Nobody's going to get rich in this game anytime soon, but we're having fun, and that's what it's all about. You got well, that right. And, and amen. Like, I appreciate that. And like I said, uh, the, you know, Jackal, I, just, I can't say enough. Uh, he, just, he just took over. I mean, the, anybody goes and looks at any of the uh, websites having to do with PSN Radio or Unraveling right. Secrets or all the other shows, Jackal does it. He does all the artwork and not all of it, you know. I mean, because I can't say that in front of Mike because well, he's hey, Mike did, an Mike artist. Did a, Mike did a lot of. I'll give him props. Mike and did really he, nice. Yeah, yeah he, I did all. The, I did all the banner art, you know, for each yeah, episode. That's what he. That's what. Uh, that's what. Yeah. But uh, but the thing I, is, I'm going to take that. I'm going to be doing that for the, for uh, the outer edge. But Dennis, if if you need help with banner art, just holler at me. No, I kind of enjoy uh, messing with it myself. You know. Okay. Cool. Uh, I just put up a poster. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I also have a a uh, blog uh, or, or alternative news service is what I call it, and it's going to be my footnotes and my research and my source material for unraveling the secrets. Uh, real quickly, my my plan is uh, I, I've been gathering information on the internet for twenty years. And it's it's all still there. It can be reached from uh, my site, thei.us. It's, you know, after you get back a few years, you're going to have to do some digging. But sometimes right. that's the enjoyment of it, you know. But you know what you need to do? You need to uh, digitize all of your Hollow Earth insiders and put out a book. Yes, that's coming in the future. But, I, you know, I've got so much going on my plate right now. Well, people uh, don't realize, Dennis, that you and I have known each other for probably almost twenty years, at least. At least, at least. Yeah. yeah, at least, and maybe even longer. Yeah. You know, yeah. I know I started into this stuff when I was eighteen, and and I'm seventy now, and I don't know when you started, but uh, yeah, uh, I, I just can't even. You know, it just the the two years that I spent on unraveling the secrets uh, when we started it up to the point where I left. Uh, right. How in the world could a guy, I mean, you think of me, I'm just a, a poor guy from Florida that uh, got involved by seeing a UFO and by being told by a grandfather about the movement towards the New World Order in the 60s and, and watch it all happen. And during that time, read books because I, I read constantly and learning all these authors' names. And then one day, here I am sitting in my old house interviewing them and, 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 and going to conferences with, uh, yeah. you know, with uh, Donald, uh, uh, I can't even think, I, I don't, I'm not going to name anybody because if I name one person, 
Got a new I'll, leave, mall. I'll leave somebody out. Yeah, that's but right. Let me tell you what I'm doing. I'll tell the audience what I'm doing. I'm going back through the uh, the interviews with those unbelievable guests that I had back a couple of years ago. And if you think about it, we were a young uh, radio station, and really, that many people haven't heard them. They're in now, now, now. Anybody, and, and I'm advising people to do this, and I'll tell them which one. Every every week, I'm going to uh, take one, and I'm going to shorten it down. It's not going to be the whole show; it's just going to be one segment. But if you go to unravelingthesecrets.com, www.unravelingthesecrets.com you will find this beautiful site Jack was put up, and you'll find everybody's shows. You'll find mm-hmm. a bike show. You'll find uh, something that Rick did, different people. They're yep. all, every show is there. And this week I'm going to be covering uh, the tabloids. We have a great friend, uh, uh, and he was a guest on my show, but he's been a very, very seldom has he gone on the air. So pe- most people don't know about it. But he was a whistleblower way back in that. I'm sorry, I just started emphasizing. He was he was a uh, a uh, a a whistleblower way back before people knew what blue whistleblowers were. And what he blew the whistle on was he went to work for the tabloids, and he uh, got the names and everything, and he has the whole story behind what they really are. Uh, you don't really know what they are. But and involvement with the CIA and the mob and all that. So he's the 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 guest I'm going to have on my show or the the other uh, you know put together piece that I'm going to have on my show this uh, coming fourth December the fourth, which is the first. And show. Dennis, don't don't forget. Also uh, coming up, you you will have a new co-host on the show. Uh, let's give it up for your new co-host, Stephen yeah, Roberts. Yeah, that's right. Uh, is going to be joining you on the show, Stephen Roberts, uh, who uh, is uh, you know he does his own radio show online as well on other right. networks. Uh, very very cool guy, and uh, he's an excellent co-host. You yeah, and I can't wait. Really yeah. Vibe awesome. I already 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 feel that way with him. Uh, but I wanted to say one more thing. But those of you that uh, really want to get into the show uh, can go to uh, unravelingthesecrets.com. And there's two uh, episodes. I don't. I'm not sure. Is that uh, what year is that? Do you do you remember? Anyway, there's two episodes for the the uh, Jim the Jim Hogshire, Hogshire yeah, whatever his name is. Yeah, Jim Hogshire. Uh, it will be the the, the person from the, the National Enquirer and whatnot. And and the, there's two shows we did with him. I'm using the first one. This week, so those that want to get ahead and start can go over there and, and uh, listen to that show, and then come to my show on Saturday, and uh, we'll have a call in and, and can call in, and we can talk about uh, what well, one of the shows. I know it's from January twenty ninth, twenty eleven. Okay, okay, and the other one was one February. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, that, positive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's fabulous, and I'm going to put as much as I can in the time that I'm allotted. This uh, this first show, and I'll probably continue with him into the second show, but the rest of the show will be about what are they doing to the First Amendment, and what is going on with uh, people like me who have alternative news sites, how they're trying right. to complete it out of the market, and all that, and, and that's what the show's first show is going to be about. 
sure there'll be some glitches, but hey, <laughs> what the hell? That's that's what this is all about, isn't it? Yeah, it's fun. It's a good thing to do. It, it's a good way to get your stuff out there and let people hear what you've got to say and and let other people say what they've got to say. Right. Um, and you know, um, our new show that we're we're going to be putting out on the fifth, which is next Sunday, um, with Tim and I. Uh, people who don't, don't who don't know who Tim Schwartz is. Tim Schwartz is one of the foremost conspiracy researchers. He writes about paranormal topics. He's done paranormal investigations. He's also an Emmy award-winning uh, television producer. And then there's me, who's just out there on the fringe in all kinds of ways. Um, you know, as a writer and artist and and commentator and stuff. And we have a lot of fun. And the outer edge is going to be uh, it's going to be great. Our first guest is going to be. Um, a gentleman who who is the uh, there's Stephen Wagner. He's the about dot com, the paranormal guy for about dot com. Oh, paranormal dot about. Yeah, I recognize it. Yeah, I recognize. Yeah, and he's he's a real good guy, and we're we're really looking forward to having him as our premier guest. And we've got some other good folks lined up, so it's going to be a lot of fun. But uh, um, yeah, I was listening earlier uh, to uh, the the show before I came on, and right. heard the guys talking about some of these uh, UFO. These, these latest UFO things, uh, especially this thing out in California, Jack will sent me the link and I looked at it. Or maybe it was Alan that sent it to me. But, uh, yeah, I have to say, guys, uh, looking at that, that UFO footage with the, the flashing lights in the field, which look like flashes on, on cameras. Thank you. Right. And tell me, tell me. And then they, like went running, they went running across the field. It's just a camera, even a digital camera. They go running across the field. You mostly see the ground. And then, oh, lo and behold, they stumble upon a, a crop circle. To me, the whole thing looked like an extre- extremely set up, contrived. That hoax, huh? Yeah, it looked pretty pretty hokey to me. Well, um, the only validity that I could give to it is the only thing I could think of is is that maybe someone on the other side of the field, there was this, you know, based on where they were showing, uh, the news crew was showing, you know. I'm thinking that it was, you know, it was at an intersection, you know, it's somewhere, you know, where there's an intersection. There was someone else on the other side taking photos. I don't call that a UFO. Or or it it could be somebody saying, hey, um, you know, get so-and-so out there in the field. You guys go out there and, and, you know, flash your cameras and then we'll stop the car and we'll run out there and videotape what we what we did last night. Yeah, but yeah, but. uh, I'm looking at the picture right now, and, and 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 I don't see two guys doing that overnight. Well, that, 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 but see, they wouldn't be just two guys. They could be thirty people. Well, that. even that in the dark. So, yeah. the, no, no, no. For all we know, it was an art project for the nearby art and design. Yeah, school. they could have done. Well, it here's today. here's the thing, guys. Uh, it's been done before in uh, in the UK. It's been done in yeah. Europe. Uh, yeah, they've done top uh, circles. And pretty elaborate one, pretty elaborate car, uh, crop circles, yeah. Dennis. And they've done it in the span of like you know five, six, eight hours. You know what I mean? Yeah. So but, it but, could but, be done overnight with enough people. You can do something but, like and that. Then, but, and then you have the right people there to kind of act the part, right? Of the, the, the discoverer. You know, I mean, it's it's pretty. Like, the thing about that gets me about these kind of reports is you you have the people that immediately are like, oh, there's definitely got to be aliens, man. There's yeah, got to exactly. be, and they're the guys are involved yeah, it, with it, taking it was, the footage. You know what I mean? You want to like, yeah. know who the aliens were that did it? It was Jose. They did. And, it was Jose and Carlos <laughs> and Juan. Those were the aliens that did it. Okay. Well, I'll tell you guys something. I mean, I've you know, as as an artist and designer, I've looked at a lot of these crop circles, and honestly, maybe. I've seen two or three that look truly 
like they might have been the result of a highly advanced mathematical intelligence or an alien intelligence. And mm -hmm. all the rest of them look like spirograph projects. Well, Bro, the, I'll tell you what, the only one that really got me that I've seen that I'm like, you know what, that looks real, was the one that looked like a reply from the Arecibo message that we sent. Yeah, back exactly. In That's one of the that one, yes. I, you know, that one made me say, you know what, ah, but, that could be real. But here's, here's but the other hold on, thing hold on, that bothers hold on. me. I've got to ask one question. Sure. You heard me talking earlier about that slight little change in how the, uh, whatever the crop circle is done in the way right. that the grass is bent and yes. how the things that's are right. exploded there's, there's out. There's actually a cellular change with some of them. Thank you. That's right. Yeah. 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 It's like the cellular change. Those are the ones that qualify. Right. But it's like, it's like the crops are being cooked by whatever radiation yeah, and it's, exactly. and it's doing the cellular but, change. Yeah, right. Here's the other so, thing, guys. And this so, is my, this is my pet peeve on, you know, on any of this kind of stuff, this is what we deal with talking about any anomalous phenomena. We, we have a problem where when, once you have a hoax or some hoaxes, therefore the most the majority of people say, okay, that was a hoax. It's all a hoax. Right. They, they contaminate the entire field, whether it's strange creatures, uh, so-called aliens, um, UFOs, whatever it is. Once the, these people that go out there and do these hoaxes. All they're doing is causing confusion, and mm -hmm. and they're going to keep us from getting to what's really going on with any of this stuff. Which, Correct. Which, which by the way, uh, w w coincided right. exactly with what I'm going to be reporting on uh, Saturday, which is okay. the National Enquirer. Right. Which hey, is this is some National Enquirer. No, but th th this is some National Enquirer type. That's uh, exactly well, well, right. well here's, the, here's the thing, guys. I mean... Well, I mean, hold on. Was, Angel was... does look like Bat Boy, i got to admit. Oh, hey! That's cold. <laughs> it's my birthday, dude. Well, he, that's he not cool. He, he doesn't look like an angel, that's for sure. <laughs> Jeez. Well, maybe, maybe a cherub. Maybe a fallen <laughs> angel. Wow. You see what i got to put up with on my birthday, everybody? This is phenomenal. Well, you know, birthdays come and go. you got to get tell us your age there, buddy. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> just just remember one thing. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. If you mess with me, I can figure it out. Because I, already, I, already I know, know when you came from Cuba. I know. Oh, boy. <laughs> but, but listen, but listen Almost guys. To I night. am not a day over 32. That's yeah, all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> That's one day, guys, many days. You guys probably don't know this story, and I'm going to tell him whether he likes it or not. <laughs> uh -oh. But uh, he came over with the boat lift, and he was one year old. And him and his mother came over on a leaky boat, running from that asshole Castro. Hey, and, watch hey, the language. Hey, hey, language. hey oh. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Parlez-vous français, Dennis yeah, Crenshaw. We got to but zip anyway, it up. If you anyway, zip it say, out. Say it anyway, let me, finish, yes. let me finish telling you what this, this dude did. He died on that boat. Just as they were pulling in, he died. And they got him ashore and brought him back to life. This so is true. he... Is no kind of Cuban. He's an American. Because he's a born again American. Born in Miami. That's hold on, hold on. Did he have? Do you remember your near death experience? He was one year old. Dude, I was one years old. I was going Google Gaga. I was just. I would. I was even knowing whether I died or, or didn't. Like, I Come on, I, I saw the movie Clue. Powder. 
you know, I saw that movie. Well, you know, you can bring me to powder because you know, I'm bald headed too. Man, don't compare. <laughs> that's just that's yeah. wrong. Man. Come on, he he's just as bald as the guy from Powder. Holy I, knew were, I knew you were going there. <laughs> but anyway, uh, to get back were to what Dennis was saying hey, were earlier, you fridge, were you fridge with the jackal before? <laughs> uh, Actually, uh, Alan has been friends with me for a very years, long time, almost now. Yeah, we go uh, back a long time. In fact, you guys want to hear a funny story, and I've said it before on, uh, on my other show, my Sunday show. Uh, the reason I was able to get Travis Walton on the show to begin with is because of this man, Alan. He knew Travis originally a few years ago, and and uh, when I was trying to get Travis, Travis didn't know me, you know, from a from any from Adam. You know what I mean? He didn't know who I was. And uh, I, this is guy calling him, say, "Yeah, I want to interview you on my show, Inside the Jackal's Head." Like, what what do you expect him to say? You know what I mean? Like, get the hell out of here, kid. But, you know, I had to get that kind of validation from somebody who knew him. And just turns out that Alan over here knew him. Knock on wood. You know, thanks to uh, Alan, I got to interview, to interview Travis Walton. And, well, you know, the rest is history. Well, here we are. Well, I know it goes through that. How many years later because now, then, Because then, because you knew him, I was able to get him on Unraveling the Secret. So, well, correct. Should, I go, should I go down my resume of who else I can reach out to? Or, <laughs> uh, <laughs> You, you, well, well, I'll tell you, Jackal here knows, uh, if you look on my Facebook, um, there's a lot of people that it's not their fan page that I'm linked to. It's them themselves that I'm linked to that are there. There are people there that I, I can call friend um, that normally most people would be like, how the hell do you know that guy? Yeah. Um, you know, it's like. Because of what I've done in my past doing the comic book, sci-fi, anime, horror, fantasy conventions, and UFO conventions, um, I got to know these people because I was on the other side of the table or working with them or in one capacity or another. I've never really been an attendee at a convention. I've really primarily been behind the scenes or orchestrating right. or being a puppet master or doing something. Yeah. So yeah, you running know, every- around get work doing a lot of work. <laughs> That's what it always yeah. was for me. <laughs> I've run into him in conventions before and uh he's always running around. I mean it's it's not uh, it can't be a fun yeah, job. Yeah, and that is even fun. though it looks like a fun job. It is it fun. looks like it but well it, it it's fun. It's socialized. You know, for me I'm like the schmoozer, I'm the networker, I'm the guy who bumps other people into each other to make a connection. Um right. I you know, I was the living uh, social networker to put the right people with each other. Right, right, right. right. N- now with the internet, I'm obsolete. I don't think so yet, though. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty soon, my friend. Uh, eventually, Amazon is going to replace you somehow. Guys, uh, listen, we're going to take a little bit of a break. I know that New Year's is upon us. We're about four minutes away before the big break uh, and the big turn of the clock to 2014. And I know Woo-hoo. everybody's is eager to count down and, and, you know, get with the celebration. I know, uh, you know, I have family who uh, wants to say uh, Happy New Year and eat some grapes and throw some uh, water and do some Santeria or whatever yep. the hell they, they want to do. What do grapes have to do with New Year's throwing them at people? Dude, we're Cuban. Don't ask. It's just, you know, we you just... Are you at least going to use a marshmallow gun to shoot the grapes at each other or are you going to throw them? <laughs> That's not half a bad idea. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, if you if you shave them down right, you can put them in the paintball guns. Have some, re- you know, really whack someone in the head with a grape. Come on. <laughs> well, guys, let me ask huh. you this before we go to break. Not a bad idea. What what are the what's everybody doing for New Year's? Are you all having a party? What are you doing? I'm doing blondes, brunettes, and redheads. Are you? <laughs> I got a gorgeous redhead here myself. Yeah. When so I go to sleep, I'm going to have a couple blondes and brunettes. <laughs> I'm facing the deadline of of Saturday night. 
<laughs> yeah, there uh, you go. For New Year's, I have to drive from Florida to Houston, Texas. Oh, you lucky dog. I love well, Texas. I'm going to the Houston International Boat Show. That's a 10-day show for cool. because I've, I've got something going on there. Well, where do you live in Florida, if you don't mind me asking and putting uh, in millions of people? It's okay. Uh, I'm just outside of the villages. And I don't mean M. Shamalama Ding Dong's uh, village. Uh, you know, if you know who I'm talking about. Uh, what's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I cannot pronounce that guy's name. But I'm just outside of the villages, just northwest of Orlando. Okay. I'm in Jacksonville. Oh, okay. It's a small world after all. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and Jackal's down there hanging on the end. There. Uh, I am hanging on the end. It's a good place to stop and go to break. We're going to be right back, guys, uh, shortly. Give us a little bit of time and uh, stick around. This is the Dark Matter Radio Network, PSN Radio, and this is Skywatchers Radio. Once again, Happy New Year. And I'm going to put my favorite celebration song of all time. Num Num. Num Num. Oh, yes, num num.
No, it's SupermanHomePage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. SupermanHomePage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. SupermanHomePage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. Superman Homepage.com Working out, losing weight, maybe using tanning spray, becoming more attractive in general. Reading more, watching less, learning all the rules for chess, becoming somewhat smarter in general. Eating fish, not fingernails, volunteer to save the whales, becoming a better guy in general. Saving more, spending less, yes, I will wax my chest, dating more girls in general. But not this year, no, this year is different. As different as a gazelle, yes, a gazelle from a deer. After all these failed resolutions, my future is clear, the future is near. Just forget those resolutions, you know that you are never gonna do. And adopt a more realistic. 
critical view by committing to things that come easily to you, like eat at least one value meal a week, or put the correct shoes on the correct feet. Just now you can share the topics that drive the discussions of your favorite talk shows with TalkStream Live's topic-driven talk radio. List and promote real-time talk radio topics, or post the topics that you want to hear. Hot topics are tweeted and retweeted, and include simple click-to-listen audio links. The future of talk radio is topic-driven talk radio. Available now at TalkStreamLive.com. Okay, okay, here it is. Life Change T's Commitment to Excellence. Once again, Ronnie McMullen here, challenging you to a better lifestyle and health. On my radio show, I challenge people to think and act on good mental health, and this, in turn, promotes great physical health. Life Change T is a head start product to help aid your health and bring you your best life. And Life Change T doesn't taste like tea. It tastes great. So now, here's your holiday bonus. Buy now a one-month supply, and we'll give you two weeks for free. It's our holiday giveaway, and it's the best sale of the year. Lose weight and feel great this holiday season. So order now. Call 928-308-0408. Again, 928-308-0408. Or you can log on to GetTheTea.com. That's GetTheTea.com. Remember, we love love our customers and our customers love our tea get the tea.com roswell ufos flying saucers alien abduction are we alone information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com the ufostore.com offers hundreds of dvds about ufos aliens crop circles conspiracies bigfoot suppressed science ancient mysteries log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free ufo store catalog the ufostore.com the largest selection of ufo products on the internet And we are back live on Sky Watchers Radio after a very long break. We have to uh, go and uh, do the family thing for a few minutes and uh, kiss everybody and wish them a happy new year. And we want to wish everybody listening in a happy new year. 2014 hopefully is as good, if not better, than 2013 for everybody. And hopefully everybody is doing well and safe with their loved ones. Uh, I'm here, of course, on the radio with Alan. Woohoo! Yay! Yeah! Big deal. Uh, we had Mike Ma and uh, Dennis Crenshaw on earlier, and that was really a lot of fun having those two on. Man, Dennis is a barrel of laughs, isn't he? <laughs> he's wow. a riot. You know, he's a riot know. or he's going to cause a riot. I'm not sure which. One or the other. It's funny because uh, they told me, dude, you came in really loud You know when we came in back from uh, from break. And I was like, well, I kind of had to because Dennis kind of let some, almost let something slip there. Which He said a naughty word. Room. He said a no-no word. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend a little time in the editing room later for the podcast to clean it up. But anyway, uh, I'm really happy they're on, and they really look out for their show on Unraveling the Secrets and um, 
the Outer Edge Radio. And also big props to you know the shows on Dark Matter Radio Network, like Future Theater, Capricorn Radio, Epic Voyages, a lot of good shows on uh, both networks and doing a lot of good radio. Man, radio is not a dead medium. Radio uh, is trans... Uh, forming into you know what it is in the future, which is online radio. This is the future, right here, my friends. AM, FM, XM, all the big boys. Uh, well, you know, guess what? There's a new big boy in town, and that's internet radio. This yes, where, and the best is part is, is, is you listen to it when you want to, unless you want to be part of it and call in live, which no one has done tonight to wish us a happy new year. Why no. isn't anybody doing that? Call in, and the number is... 786-245-8127. Again, you can look us up on Skype. If you look up PSN Radio, and, you know, I, I, I got word from our webmaster, Keith Rowland, uh, earlier tonight, and he told me that he tweeted out the number to uh, get the word out that, you know, these guys are, are live and they're taking calls. So if you guys are listening, I know there's a lot of people listening right now. Call in, you know, participate on the show. I know it's also New Year's. You can hear the Rockets and the people yelling in the background out here. So I know you're probably celebrating with your loved ones. But you know what? Call in and tell us a little bit about your celebration and about the time you're having. Yeah, we need to be your loved ones. We need to be your loved ones since you're listening to us for the show. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it it always makes sense coming from your mouth. Wait a second. <laughs> that's just wrong. In many, many different ways, that's really wrong. Anyway, moving on. Now, uh, you know, we are going to close out the year. Uh, well, we already closed out the year technically, but we just joined the Dark Matter Radio Network. We just hopped on to this uh, amazing network that Keith Rowland has put together here. And uh, guess what? Uh, because of the hard work and the dedication that he's doing, you know, we have at our disposal some of the best guests in the world of ufology, and we're going to get them on this network because this is a great network to help build. And, of course, this year we've only done, you know, a handful of shows, but we've had some pretty good guests so far, haven't we, Alan? Absolutely, yes. I've been more than impressed with who we've had listening in and becoming a part of our nice little friendly network. And now we've had on just to you know reiterate some of the guests we've had you know during the short time uh, the last couple of weeks, few weeks, uh, we've had Jesse Marshall the third. Yes, great guy to talk with. Amazing guest. Uh, we also had uh, Paul Dale Roberts. Fun guy awesome. to talk to. Love Paul Dale Roberts. Uh, Jose Escamilla, who's a good friend of mine. Big, yeah, you know, I really really enjoyed talking with him. He was good. Uh, Dr. Joseph Mara, who's going to be joining us periodically here and uh, doing a report, the Universal Talk Radio report with us. Uh, really fun guy also. Joseph yep, he Mara. was definitely, yep, I enjoyed with him, you know, conversing with him as well. But, you know, I think the, the most important show that we actually did this year, uh, Alan, and follow me on this one, uh, was probably our very first show because, you know, not only was it a debut here on the network, on Dark Matter Radio Network, uh, but also it, it was a very sad occasion for everybody in ufology. We, of course, had just lost Lloyd Pye. Right. Mr. Starchild himself, yeah. Correct. And, you know, that I took that very hard because I interviewed Lloyd Pye a couple of years ago and befriended him, and he's a really nice man. And uh, it kind of, you know, it really broke my heart to, to see what happened to him there and, and see how quickly he lost his life. And we had on the show, the very first episode, a, a good friend, Mr. Steve Bassett, who is, of course, our Washington insider, and he's going to be with us in, uh, in a month. And he's going to be with us a lot on the show. And uh, Steve, you know, he had a lot to say about... Lloyd Pye and about the the state of, you know, ufology right now and uh, disclosure and, and a couple other things. He was with us for about 27, 28 minutes, uh, you know, the last half hour. Right. And uh, 
what I wanted to do for this segment of the show, I actually wanted to replay that interview because I think it's you know only fitting that we go out in tribute to Lloyd Pye, uh, who again was a person that meant a lot to me and a lot to a lot of people in ufology. And I think uh, you know the, for the folks who haven't heard it, I think it, it should it would be a nice tribute to Lloyd Pye. And of course, uh, as as it is, is with a very important speaker in the world of ufology in Steve Bassett. So um, I think that'll be kind of nice. It'll be a nice way to kind of end the year. And again, this year coming up, 2014, is going to be just a phenomenal year. Oh, absolutely. It's going to be just incredible. I think we're going to have a lot of things to talk about and a lot of people to talk to, to talk to these topics. Um, I think we're going to have some really, really interesting people that'll have some serious say-sos and uh, some some interesting information and some validating points to a lot of the topics that we're going to be discussing. I'm looking forward to like, uh, you know, having people on, um, that haven't really been on many shows. You know, that's one thing I, I want to really keep an eye out for the new guys in ufology that really haven't been on like all the networks and everybody knows their story. So hopefully for this year, we could have a, a good crop of the newbies in ufology. And hopefully we, could interview some new case, you know, people that are involved in new cases. Because, you know, we've all heard the Rendlesham Forest case, the, the Roswell case, the Travis Walton case. We've heard these cases over and over again. But, you know, there are other cases and, and recent stuff that's come out. And, you know, hopefully we can get some of those people on. So I'm kind of, like, looking forward to that with, uh, with the new year. I think that will be a great thing to do. So I think, I think we're going to get some really interesting input from a lot of people that uh, will have... Some views on current events, not just what's happened in the past. Yeah, I agree. So let's do this without uh, any uh, you know, further delay. Uh, let's go ahead and do this. Let's uh, go ahead and play Steve Bassett's interview. It's, uh, like I said, 27, 28 minutes long around there. Uh, a very good interview, and this, again, is in tribute to Lloyd Pye. I wanted to, uh, you know, we did that show in tribute to him. I think we should end this show and uh, end the year in tribute to Lloyd Pye. Uh, again, uh, a mentor to many, a friend. And just a, an all-around gentleman and uh, a big, big loss to all of us who research and do these kind of radio shows. Um, we miss you, Lloyd. We really do. And uh, good friend Steve Bassett had a lot to say about him. And it was really nice to, to hear him talk about another person. And, you know, this year, man, we've lost so many people in in, uh, in the last uh, few months only. We lost Kevin Smith not long ago, radio personality who does a lot of shows like this or did a lot of shows like ours. And... Uh, it's it's sad that anytime you hear any uh, any person of uh, of that nature in that stature uh, right. passing away, it's really sad. But you know that's life, unfortunately, and we you know we all eventually go, and it's how we are remembered that matters. And Lloyd Pye is definitely going to be remembered as a brilliant, brilliant man, and hopefully one day, um, you know, his research will be found valid, and uh, he'll get a little bit more credibility within the history books. That would be a nice thing for him, absolutely. Definitely would be. So here it is, Steve Bassett. This is uh, from December 10th, 2013. And we're again talking about Lloyd Pye. Guys, this has been a fun 2013. Uh, we're going to be back every Tuesday at 11. Stick around. Well, actually, you know what? No, we're changing I, that. We're changing, yeah. No, I just remembered. It just hit me. We are going to be possibly changing times so stick around for that on the dark matter radio network and uh, we're going to post it up there immediately our webmaster keith Rowland is going to post that as soon as uh the switch is official and we make that move but for now 11 p.m eastern right here on the dark matter radio network here's steve bassett <laughs> 
All right, everybody, welcome back to Sky Watchers Radio right here on the Dark Matter Radio Network. And, of course, PSN Radio with us now, our guest for the uh, next half hour. Mr. Stephen Bassett is on the line with us, and we're going to talk about uh, you know, a couple things, uh, starting off with uh, the passing of Lloyd Pye, a good friend, uh, a mentor to many, and uh, such a gentleman, Lloyd Pye. Uh, Stephen, welcome to the show, my friend. Uh, it's good to be with you again. Tell us a little bit about you know your uh, history with Lloyd. I know you wanted to uh, kind of uh, give the audience a little bit of uh, your background with Lloyd and uh, what he meant to ufology. Well, Lloyd and I were just we were just one year apart in age, mm-hmm. um, and I've met him several times over the years. Um, we both uh, had friends in in London, UK. Brenda McKenzie, a wonderful woman, has helped him, helped me. We stayed there at her place, and he was over doing research on the Star Child Skull. And he, he's one of many colleagues. Uh, and over the 17 years that I've been in the field, I've you know, gotten to know a, a large number of people uh, that sort of represent this community of citizen science researchers. Actually, it's citizen science researcher activists is what it is. And what I mean by that, I mean... Uh, well, and because of the ET tooth embargo, uh, not a single college university in the country is teaching extraterrestrial phenomena, teaching about this issue, in spite of all the vast information that's available. Correct, yeah. And there are no academics that, mm-hmm. with very few exceptions, will even come out and address the issue in a, in a comprehensive way. There are a few, but even then, they have to do this sort of on the edges, nothing in the center. And so... Uh, the community had to do its own science, had to do its own research, had to create its own journals um, to try to investigate what was going on with no funding because, because of the truth embargo. This is, there's been no philanthropic funding, both private or institutional. There's really no government funding. So they had to pay for it themselves out of their own pockets. Right. Um, uh, the, the work itself is, is, is difficult, Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it's it's controversial, so it takes takes price. There's price to be paid sometimes in family and relationships. And I see this throughout the community: the sacrifices that are made, um, which just is even more galling than when when people who don't know better criticize or make fun of the, the people that are pursuing this issue. Uh, people who wouldn't even think of making the sacrifices the individuals are making. Lloyd was one of these. He had, uh, he's a very smart fellow, wonderful college career, an athlete, um, good writer, lecturer, uh, really could have done anything he wanted. Um, Mm -hmm. He certainly could have been a mainstream writer of books, mainstream lecturer, uh, projects very well, but he embraced this issue. And went down that path. Now he's but, best known, of course, for for the Star Child skull that he discovered, and uh, that's really what mainstream people in ufology kind of know him from. But he's meant so much more than that to ufology. Well, I mean, that's where he ends up. But I mean, he had a life before that, and right, right. Um, uh, and he was he's a upbeat, positive guy, healthy, didn't smoke, didn't drink, and all of that. 
and and what I know that so when he finally arrives at his sort of I guess you could say destiny, which is the Star Child uh, uh, skull, which is comes into his uh, comes onto his radar, becomes aware of it, thrown by it's a couple in, in, in Mexico, and starts to get into it. He he he, he finally has found his end end game, and, and it's a tough road, a very very tough road. Uh, there's just nothing more, diff- more difficult than materials analysis or bioanalysis in this field because you have to engage mainstream science to go anywhere. I mean, it's one of those things where just citizen science ain't going to cut it. Um, right. If you've got a piece of metal, you say it's from the Roswell crash, you just can't take it to the guy down the street to look at his garage and then say, oh, we have an extraterrestrial piece of metal. You've right. got to get big-time met- uh, metallurgists to, to, to look at this analyze it, highly sophisticated equipment, extremely expensive. This is one of the most difficult paths to take. William Moulton Howe's taking this path, Roger Lear's taking this path, and uh, Lloyd took it with the Star Trial Skull. And all I can say is, I couldn't have done it. Um, it would have been more than I could have borne, uh, because it cost a ton of money. He had to yes, raise money. Yep. He didn't spend any of it himself. It all had to go... To, to pursue this research, which is why he didn't have any health insurance, which, like so many of my colleagues, meant that he didn't have could afford to go get checkups and things, wasn't able to do the things you really should do to avoid having a serious medical problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and But he did it all with this very positive, upbeat attitude, uh, uh, about as positive a person as I have run into in the field, uh, always looking forward, never criticizing others, uh, just being focused on what you're doing. Um, and it, th- that's exactly the kind of person it took to deal with what was involved in resolving the issue around this skull. It was going to take somebody like Lloyd. Otherwise, they just would burn out. They couldn't do it. So, you know, it was just awful when I learned that he, uh, it, it, it you know, the same age as I, got handed this, this really bad uh, roll of the dice, uh, which is essentially the very aggressive lymphoma cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, there are many kinds of lymphoma cancers. He got just about the worst, and because he didn't have medical insurance, because he didn't you know, have the money to have, you know, go to doctors all the time, because he was wrapped up in passion about what he was doing. He wasn't getting checkups, and when he found it, it was the size of a softball. And he had no pain, which is which is another uh, thing. He went in for something completely different. He had no pain associated with the cancer. It was something else that he had wrong with him. I think yeah. it was a bladder issue. That's why you. That's why you get physicals. That's why you get right. checkups. That's why you get exactly. physical. Uh, yeah. Because you know you don't. You have to catch it. Well, of course, if you know, if it happens to be this kind, it, it, again, you're you're in trouble. But it, it, and, and look, it's, it, it, I'm angry not only about Lloyd but also about the American healthcare system, which is a disaster. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it, it, it's it's illusion, and it's just awful. Uh, not for the rich; the rich are fine. Uh, right. But for the general public, it is a catastrophe. And yet, you got all these people running around saying it's the best in the world. All of this drives me crazy. But I won't go there. Just to say that it, it, that just makes it a little harder to deal with the fact that we've lost a good man, and and we've lost others, and we're going to lose more because uh, if you don't, if you. If you don't have insurance, if you're putting everything into your activism or your science, if you're pursuing the kinds of things we pursue with the kind of passion, you're going to roll the dice. And you're not going to take care of this and that. You're not going to go to the doctors, and you can get nailed. And this is going to happen again. Uh, but that said, 
uh, I'm very pained that Lloyd did not live to see the resolution of that research. Uh, whatever he had there, whatever that score presents, what, what, what was the what was the latest on, on the research with the skull? I mean, I know there was testing done recently, and or not recently, but now not too long ago, they had actually brought back some uh, DNA results. Correct? He's got. He's had a series of DNA results. Um, okay. This is extremely complicated stuff, um, and clearly, there's anomalies. There's definitely anomalies, right. but. When you get into that realm, I mean, it's one thing for a, you know, a, a, an Air Force uh, uh, non-con to come forward and say, look, I was on a crash retrieval team, and I was sent out to retrieve crash, and we picked up this vehicle at such and such a place, and it had dead aliens. And I mean, that's one thing. Right. Pretty straightforward. It's a piece of, it's, 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 it's first-hand testimony clearly points to an extraterrestrial reality. It is another thing to pursue the extraterrestrial issue by going through the scientific window of deep DNA analysis on anomalous biological specimen. Uh, this requires a scientific method process. It can take years and years to get resolved, which is, again, that's the path that he, that he took. Um, so uh, it, it, assuming that the skull and the work that's been done is been passed on to a... Uh, a, a new uh, caretaker. Uh, he certainly had time to do that. Uh, we don't know if he did or not, but we all assumed that something, some arrangements were made, and it will go forward. But it, again, it's not going to be easy. It may take a long time, but at some point, we may know exactly what is going on with that skull, and, and his work will have a kind of closure. Um, now, who's, who's the caretaker so, of the skull now? Is this going to stay in his family? Is there somebody in particular? Well, the skull, remember, the skull is, is owned by a couple in, in Mexico. He is, he has it essentially, uh, on loan to work with. Um, so exactly the ownership of the skull, what's going to happen, I think it's probably complicated as well. Nothing's been said, nothing's going to be said for a while. I imagine that somebody in his family will make some sort of announcements in a, a certain amount of time about what's going to happen with that particular evidentiary work. Uh, obviously, an awful lot's been done. It would be a shame if it was not completed. It may be that this is something that won't get resolved until after disclosure, like many, many other things. When the uh, willingness and the money to to pursue exactly what's going on with that skull will probably be abundant. Um, pre-disclosure may not be possible. In fact, I felt it was that way even while Lord was working on it. I, I felt that this was not a pre-disclosure um, uh, resolution that there was just too much involved and the resources weren't going to be there not that it's still not worth doing so you know the long and short of it is that you know on a personal level we lost a really good person um, uh, that there's nothing but a positive force in the field that's always a tragedy on another level um, Lloyd is representative of the price that you have to pay to go uh, and get involved in this kind of work, which which then brings us into the consequences of truth embargo and government interference in the truth process and so forth. There's always going to be prices that are paid, and they're usually paid by the people, and that's happened before. Um, and so these are the things that are on my mind as I as I consider Lloyd's passing. 
now moving forward, uh, what's actually developing now with uh, the whole disclosure uh, movement? I know you have the movie that's coming out, or you're working on still. Uh, you want to talk about that a little bit? Oh yeah, there's there is a lot going on. Um, there's been some very unusual developments in the last few days, as we've talked about on your show before. Mm-hmm. PRG is going to launch a fairly comprehensive broad spectrum campaign to get hearings in Congress on ET issue early next year, hopefully by April latest, if not March. And what I mean is everybody has heard about all the witnesses that have been coming forward in, in the last 25 years, 30 years. I, well, not 23 years, since 1991, primarily. But yeah, there's scores of them, and some of them were uh, brought into the public arena in 2001 at a press conference at the National Press Club. Some more were brought forward at a press conference in 2007. Some more were brought forward in a press conference at the National Press Club in 2010. And then, of course, comes the citizen hearing on disclosure, where 40 witnesses were brought to the National Press Club, but not to give a press conference, but to testify before four members of Congress for 30 hours and five days. So, Everybody sort of knows these witnesses there. What hasn't happened is that these witnesses have not given a chance to go on Capitol Hill and testify before congressional committees. And there's a reason for that. Uh, the people in the know within government that know this issue, the, maybe because they're even involved in it, managing it, know full well that, certainly since 92, that if any hearings were held with these kinds of witnesses before the committee, that would be the end of the truth embargo. That would be it. Right. Uh, these hearings would be extensively covered by tons of media. They'd be broadcast around the world, and you'd have these committee members listening to this testimony and basically undergoing the same kind of reaction that the citizen hearing committee members, former members of Congress, underwent. And so these, those hearings have not been allowed to happen. Every effort to get hearings has, has been blocked or died out, uh, but it just didn't happen, and there have been a number of attempts. Well, this is going to be the most intensive ever and we have a very powerful tool uh, to help us get a job done, and that is the Citizen Hearing on Disclosure DVDs, the edited record of the whole citizen hearing, which will be delivered to everybody on the Hill uh, in January. Now, now and, and this has been announced. This has been announced. There's major press releases that haven't gone out, but it's been announced going all the way back into uh, uh, early November um, that this is coming. So, with that in mind, some things just happened which I can't help but be intrigued by. First, November, December the 4th, six days ago, out of the blue, I didn't know this was coming. Uh, it may have been announced, I just didn't catch it. But out of the blue, the House Science, Space, and Technology Committee holds a little hearing, a little two-hour hearing, uh, on Capitol Hill were three astrobiologists, and it's called a hearing on astrobiology. And these three astrobiologists come in, and they testify to the usual safe stuff about uh, how to think about life outside the planet, what it might be like, uh, the new exoplanet uh, uh, discoveries, uh, the increased likelihood of, of uh, life elsewhere, how they might find life on another planet, all this kind of stuff. All the kind right. of safe stuff that Sagan was even talking about 30 years ago. But they hold this hearing in the middle of December. And, and uh, they knew they were going to take a lot of criticism over it, which they did. 
meaning, you know, you guys are not getting anything done, but here you are talking to astrobiologists about ex extraterrestrials. Uh, but they did it anyway, um, and it went very nicely. The Democrats and Republicans got along splendidly because it's a nonpartisan issue. They asked some reasonably good questions. The whole thing is up on YouTube. You can go watch the whole two hours. And that was on the 4th of December, and I said, well, that's interesting. Hmm. What, a, how, what a coincidence. The Dilda's were hearing just a few weeks before PRG is going to launch its full frontal assault you know, on the Hill. <laughs> and then, four days later, Barack Obama is at the Kennedy Center. Right. You know, as part of the Kennedy Center honors. Now, those, those are taped then. They were taped on the 8th. Now, that, that show will appear on the 29th of December. But this, the news is already out about it, and one of the honorees is Shirley MacLaine. Now, McLean knows a lot about this subject, including stuff she's learned directly from presidents. Some of the things, some of which she's never told anybody. Hmm. So he introduces her. In the process, he brings up Area 51 and makes a little joke and talks about right. how he wants to know about stuff like that. He calls Shirley. And then he makes an interesting comment. I guess I'm the first president to ever say Area 51. Yes. <laughs> well, well, that's interesting. Yep. Right? And then the next day... Article, New York Times. Let's give a little background to this. I've talked about it on your show. 1993, Lawrence Rockefeller approaches the Clinton administration. Uh, he wants Bill Clinton to release all the UFO files. He wants him to grant an amnesty to anybody in the government to come forward and bring the information out. In other words, he wants disclosure. He wants Bill Clinton to be the disclosure president. Right. That begins the Rockefeller Initiative. It lasts for three years. During those three years, John Podesta was a key advisor to Clinton in the White House and fully aware that this initiative was going on. Later, he becomes Clinton's chief of staff in the last four years. After Clinton leaves office, John Podesta, in 2002, comes to the National Press Club and uh, on camera uh, states that the government should release all its UFO files. He comes back in 2003 and states it again. He then makes similar comments in a foreword to a book by Leslie Kaye. Well, As of December the 9th, according to an article in the New York Times, Barack Obama is bringing hmm. John Podesta back into the White House. I saw that posting, yes. I saw you post that uh, on, to be uh, actually, quote, on yeah. yeah, a counselor. He's going to be in, a counselor for, for a year. In other words, he's, he's coming, he's gonna, in other words, he's not just going to be hanging out. He's already, right. you know, I guess you say a non-hired advisor. He's coming in to be formally part of the White House for a year. Because the quote, as the Times put it, the Obama administration is in a very bad place, lowest yes, ratings yes. ever. I got, yes, I got to ask a question: Do we know what mm -hmm. position he's going to come in as? Has it been announced what exactly his title is going to be? What his duties are going to entail? The only thing that the Times has said was that he would be a counselor to the president, a which counselor. means that no formal no formal position has been assigned. So I guess you could say that's really basically aid, an aid to a president. Well, if he's a counselor, does that mean Obama's a camper? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry I have to crack that joke, but he acts like a child sometimes. Uh, and, uh, yeah, well, you know, I said, Jeff, you went for it. I, I appreciate that. Uh, but also they mentioned that he might be advising him about certain domestic policies or whatever. Look, all I can say is, oh, oh, by the way, by the way, Time Magazine today comes out with an article on its website, jumps on this right away. I mean, the article was about the fact that, well, they're bringing Podesta back, but here's five reasons why they may not want to. And they list a number of things that Podesta has said and commented on that are, that are not favorable to Obama's uh, uh, you know, tenure so far. 
He's, he's been frank and somewhat critical of Obama sometimes. Yeah, he's right? been very uh, vocal about Obama's uh, presidential administration. Yeah. And it leads to five things. And guess what the fifth one was? UFOs. Oh, really? And Time Magazine is talking about how he <laughs> called for the release of files. And so, so Time Magazine just re-brought that up and stuck it right back out there. And so these three things happened well, December the 4th, December the 8th, and December the 9th, and then the Time Magazine article, December the 10th. This is pretty unusual. Uh, and so I'm contemplating this. And I'm saying, well, let me just throw out a, just a speculation, just a, just a thought for your, your listeners. If I'm Barack Obama and my presidency is sinking out of sight and I'm losing my mojo and the... And the, and the uh, Even the, Oprah's the turning numbers on. are down, the approval <laughs> ratings are down. I need to turn things around. Um, do I really think that bringing John Podesta in from the Center for American Progress to give me some counseling on domestic policy is going to turn my administration around? Probably not. Like, wait, wait, he's, he's some magic uh, wizard. He's going to come in and give me a couple of kits and the next thing. No. Why, what could John Podesta possibly do that could really turn around the Obama administration from being a major, how would you say, uh, uh, failure as, as a president overall, with some successes, as opposed to a legacy president? Well, there's one thing. Uh, nope. With disclosure. If I needed to... If I if I if I needed somebody to advise me on disclosure, not how to do it, and I also needed somebody to negotiate with the military intelligence community, uh, where a deal has to be struck for Obama to take action, right. he's the number one guy. He's the guy you go to. He would be it. And so I'm just throwing that out as a possibility. Now I, I have no idea if that's true or not, but I know one thing. <laughs> you know, I'm sure it's not going to be talking about it. <laughs> I'm going to be bringing it up extensively. And, and, and did they really think that they were going to bring Podesta into the White House and that wasn't going to be out there? So apparently they weren't particularly concerned about having UFOs and John Podesta in the same sentence for the next right. year. So I'm just I'm just telling folks to pay attention. Uh, I, I said before, we're close to the end on this. Yes, we're, we're, we're getting yeah. things in a position where I think there's only one way to go, and that's disclosure. The, the, the Congress is in a... A position where they got nowhere to go but up, and hearings on this would bring them an enormous amount of attention. The president has no way to go but up, and being the disclosure president would be a massive game changer and changer legacy maker. All of this is coming together pretty nicely, so that's just something to think about. Uh, I'm looking for all these little signs, all these little indicators that something is going on, because I can assure you they're not going to tell you. They're not going to tell you why Podesta's really been brought in. They're not going to tell you why, you know, Obama decides to mention Area Area 51 at a, at a major event that Kennedy Center honors is going to be broadcast to millions of people on December the 29th, or why the Congress decides just before PRG is about to arrive in town, they're going to hold a little, you know, a small oh, hearing. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, they're not going to tell you, but if you look, but to read between the lines, you may see that something's going on. You know, uh, Stephen, recently, and, and, yeah. and I think yeah. it was actually in the last couple of days, uh, Obama's been over, uh, as everybody knows, uh, Nelson Mandela also passed away, and he's over, been over in South Africa for the last few days. And it's mm -hmm. it's been all over the news. Uh, he actually shook hands with uh, Raul Castro, one of the Castro brothers from Cuba. Uh, 
you could throw that also in there because for years we wouldn't even interact wherever they were. We would just walk away and not shake hands with them. It's almost like they're trying to you know find common ground across the board on this planet to kind of talk about well, a larger yeah, subject. Yeah. Uh, he's, you know, look, I know that he's searching for some legacy. I mean, when you watch his speech the other day um, that he gave, uh, or not speech, rather, the interview right. that he gave um, uh, to Chris Matthews, um, he's, 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 now in his, he's now in a real lame duck situation. He's, Oh, he's yeah. in the final yeah. years. Uh, he's not going to run again. Mm-hmm. And I think he's at the point where he just doesn't care so much about pl- d- do it, dancing to the House of Representatives tune that, that you know, that all the game plan that's going on, that's really not going anywhere. I think he's trying to separate from that and do some strong things, um, make some strong statements in order to possibly have a legacy. And well, you're going to see a number of things like that. His approval is at an all-time low, so I mean, this would be the perfect time for him to do something that would really shake his presidency up, and, and at least he could have the last couple of years and have something positive out of it. Uh, Stephen, uh, it's such a you know, it's a real shame that uh, Lloyd Pye did pass away, and he's not going to get to see what might come in the next couple of years. Is Lloyd at all involved in, in the, uh, the the movie, the the Truth Embargo movie? No. Was he going to be no, involved? Lloyd's in not in not, not in the movie. No, uh, it's not. That the movie was not. It, 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 it focuses elsewhere. Focuses elsewhere. Uh, so no, he was. Not, but he's been in some docs. Uh, <laughs> you know, there are a number of people that didn't make it. You know, I mean, there's a number right. of people that are leaving uh, before the final act of this play plays mm-hmm. out, and there may be a few more that will depart before we get this resolved. But that's the way it is. Um, the government hang on, hang on to this thing for 67 years. Uh, there are probably some people in government like to hang on to it for 67 more, but that's not the way it's going to happen. Uh, our goal is to get these hearings um, right now. That is the goal, because the hearings means that the end of the truth embargo. So one automatically develops the other. So the focus is on getting the hearings, and you're going to see a lot happening there. You're going to see a lot of press, um, and we'll see what, what where it goes. But My friend, I, I'm getting a very good vibe. Yes. The, fu- the future is going to be, I think, uh, just a, an incredible ride for all of us. And I, I really do hope that we get to see disclosure in, in our lifetime. I really do. Stephen, thank you so much for, for joining us tonight. And, and uh, again, uh, you know, giving uh, the final memory uh, to the audience of, uh, of your encounters with uh, Lloyd Pye and, and uh, giving us an update on what you're working on. I know, Sam, those, those who have his contact, uh, email and so forth, or his Facebook, leave a note of appreciation his mm, sister yes. and other members of his family's mother I know that they will will like that and it will be nice for them to hear that uh, he was one of the good guys without question yeah, he, was. he was dedicated he worked hard he was a good guy he didn't criticize others um, if all of us can be like Lloyd let me tell you this work would be much uh, more satisfying and maybe a little bit more productive so we uh, we mourn his loss but ultimately we will vindicate his work and the work of a lot of other people when the government finally does what it inevitably has to do, and that's acknowledge the AT presence once and for all. Agreed. Thank you so much again, uh, Stephen. Here's a riddle for you. What do the California gold rush of the 1850s, secret societies, 
coded messages, mysterious 19th century flying machines, and an early 20th century outside artist named Charles A.A. Delshaw all have in common? The Secrets of Delshaw by Dennis Crenshaw and Pete Navarro. Go to www.secretsofdelshaw.com to learn more. Discount Comic Book Service, where you can save 40 to 75% off on new comics, collected editions, graphic novels, action figures, statues, and other one-of-a-kind items from DC, Marvel, Image, Dark Horse, Boom Studios, Top Cow, Dynamite, and many, many more. Go to www.dcbservice.com for easy ordering and fast delivery. Or you can visit our brick-and-mortar location at 10202-C Coldwater Road in Fort Wayne, Indiana. DCBS, welcome home. Thank you for listening to the Dark Matter Radio Network. Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with Key Information Solutions. Providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology. Preventative maintenance and networking support. Hardware and custom built computers. Let Key Information Solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954 That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. All systems are functional. I'm going to pass the reins to Mr. Jackal, the new king of radio. Is there life on other planets? This is nuclear physicist Stanton Friedman, and now I'm a voice in the Jackal's head. It's the government keeping secrets from us. This is Stephen Bassett, and uh, I am now a voice inside the Jackal's head. Want to find out more? Listen to the Jackal's head. The biggest trick the Jackal ever pulled was to convince the world <laughs> that he doesn't exist. Do your kids share a bedroom with a sibling? Is dorm room privacy a problem? Introducing Privacy Pop, a new way to create a private and comforting space on your bed. Privacy Pop is a bed tent that fits over twin, twin extra long, full, and queen beds. Privacy Pop is your ticket to seclusion in crowded sleeping quarters. Privacy Pop is the perfect holiday gift for the youngster who likes building forts and cramp college dorm rooms. Log on to privacypop.com and see how this unique sleeping system easily pops out from a small carrying case. Easy to store and simple to set up. Privacypop.com. That's privacypop.com. The perfect holiday gift for your grandchildren or your own kids who want a fun bed fort. Choose their favorite color. See this unique sleeping system now. Act now for a limited time offer. Use promo code RADIO in the checkout cart for free shipping. Log on to privacypop.com. Use promo code RADIO for free shipping. Skywatchers Radio. That, gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, that was, of course, the interview from uh, December with Steve Bassett that we played earlier. Once again, I wanted to reiterate, I wanted to uh, let everybody know that the, that uh, this is, this episode is in tribute to, again, to Lloyd Pye, and let everybody know that uh, 
uh, he will be missed. He was definitely a great, great human being, and uh, man, I'm so sad that he's gone. But I want to wish everybody again before we leave the airways in a couple minutes here. I want to wish everybody a glorious and happy new year. Hopefully, again, everybody has uh, just a fantastic 2014. And for those of you who had a bad 2013, hopefully 2014 is better for you and brings you more joy in life. Guys, we're going to be back next Tuesday on the show. Wanted to let everybody know to please stick around right here on the Dark Matter Radio Network. Epic Voyages is on next, and they have a heck of a nice host lineup. Jim Mars, Kevin Cook, Dr. Rita, Dr. Laurel. Um, John Capello, Dr. Aaron Judkins, uh, Nick Redfern is a good friend. He's uh, on there. Great, great show. Check him out. Epic Voyages. Uh, they're going to be on at 1 a.m. coming up in a few minutes. Uh, for my co-host, uh, Mr. Alan Weiler, for our, for our esteemed webmaster, Mr. Keith Rowland, I am Angel the Jackal Espino, and for our guest that we had on tonight, Dennis Crenshaw, who surprised us, and Mike Mott, This is Skywatchers Radio, and I will see you guys next week. Same time, same place, right here in the Dark Matter Radio Network. Goodbye, and be safe, everybody. Take care.